Welcome to Behind the Smoke Podcast, Barbecue War Stories. My name is Sean Walchef with Cali Comfort Barbecue. We are recording above the butcher shop in beautiful Spring Valley uh, with my main man, Derek Marceau from Valley Farm Market. Uh, are you feeling any better? I am um, feeling better, absolutely. I mean, I don't know if I could have got <coughs> any worse. Um, you know, pneumonia Pneumonia is something that uh, I, I have a personality where I'll push through anything. And... Um, any type of sickness, any type of anything. I, I don't understand when people call out sick. I don't understand when uh, people don't push through things. I'll I'll have a fever and I'll go for a run. I'll you know try, try to break that fever. I do those things. <coughs> and um, with pneumonia, what I learned is that uh, the the harder you push to try to do that, the the more you get knocked down. And so I was continually trying to, to push, push, push. And then when the temperature got up to, you know, 105, um, figured I had to do something. I, I, I wasn't beating this and, and you know, I, I got, uh, got set down. Um, my wife got it, unfortunately. So we have, uh, two parents of three kids, uh, trying to wrangle them in. And, uh, you know, I, I can't make this stuff up. The, the amount of sickness that's gone through our house with, um, the flu and, and the, the colds and, and, the past two weeks and last night we kind of felt like we were getting a little bit better with our youngest. Um, he's had the flu for three days, four days and we felt like, okay, this is probably the last of it. And, uh, last night we got, um, our two older ones came in the room at like midnight, both no. just projectile vomiting everywhere. Oh. And, uh, so we were up from midnight to, to three trying to you know get them calmed down. And, 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 you know, and my wife's just such a trooper and, just uh, getting all the clothes and the, the laundry and, you know, getting their beds, you know, the puke out of the beds and all that stuff. Um, woke up this morning and, um, you know, we're, we're the middle one decker seemed to be good. And uh, Dalton was just cranky. So we, we hope to she she kept all three kids home with pneumonia herself. It's not I mean, people are probably listening like, why the fuck is she watching three kids with pneumonia? It's not contagious anymore. The, yeah. the amount of shots and um, medicine that we got, it's not not contagious. So um, she she's got all three kids home and probably after this podcast, I will probably take a trip home to help her out. You know, and then I think tomorrow. God willing, um, we will be be in the, on the men, man, because like I said, I, I can't make this shit up. The, the amount of sickness that's gone through our houses is, uh, it's not, not fun, but yeah. here we are. Well, I mean, I, are. having known you for 10 years, I mean, we both kind of have the same mentality and it's, I won't even say that I'm sick, even if I basically have all the symptoms of sickness, mm -hmm. because I feel it's just like a mental weakness to admit that I'm sick. Sure. And I just can't, seeing you... Well, not seeing you, knowing that you couldn't make it to a manager meeting or make it to a workout and seeing you push through everything in the last 10 years. I mean, it's basically kind of like a pneumonia seems to be the, the crypt, kryptonite to Superman. I mean, you the harder you push. I mean, I, I couldn't think of anything that's worse, you know, and seeing that, you know, knowing that my wife, you know, Rosie, she's pregnant and I have a small son, you know, I'm starting to get a couple symptoms and I'm just like, I can't continue to do how I always done, how I've always done it. And that's just push through it pretend like nothing's wrong because right. uh, of, of what what's happened to you yeah i mean you know like like i said i, I did I, I always have even yeah. for the past four years even with my my kids i i still pushed through it was just this one uh for whatever reason um we got that pneumonia and you know i've had walking pneumonia before and uh 
you know, it, it was it was rough. But having the full Monty, I mean, it's just a completely <laughs> different. You like to get in full animal. Monty, but not like that. <laughs> yeah, it was just a completely different animal. I've never like you feel like you're drowning. You, yeah, you literally feel like you're you're drowning. And uh, you know, sorry for all the listeners have to hear about some bullshit sickness, but um. Well, sickness is, it is a thing. I mean, having, you know, run the restaurant, we have staff, you have staff here at Valley Farm. And like you said, that's, uh, when you're sick, you need to do what you need to do to uh, take care of yourself so you can get back better. Yeah. Um, for those of you tuning into the podcast for the first time, um, this is going to be episode 89. Uh, we publish an episode every Friday and we try to talk about the things that happen in business that typically aren't discussed in business school. Um, we started this podcast journey about a year and a half ago, and we've been fortunate to have all different kinds of entrepreneurs on, uh, different business owners, different restaurant owners, people that want to start a barbecue catering business, people in sports media. And I mean, basically, we just want to have a conversation with people that we admire, people that are doing something cool um, and different, unique in 2019. And uh, selfishly, I, I've learned a lot from all of our guests and um, hopefully, uh, at least from the feedback that we get, uh, we're, we're grateful to, for those people that have been following us the whole time. Um, it's It's been quite a ride for us. And uh, today is awesome. So cool. I mean, we basically started this behind the smoke media journey to become our own media um, team so that we could pick and choose what we wanted to cover. And, um, you know, it's very rare that I'm able to get a press release that's so personal um, because I just got this press release for a local San Diego business that will air on Shark Tank this week. So if you're listening to this podcast on a Friday, January 20th, 9 p.m. Pacific, um, ABC Shark Tank. I know everyone is familiar with the show, um, especially if you love business and if you're passionate about business. But today we get to have uh, the founders on. Iskra and Brian um, of Angel Shave Club. We're going to let them introduce kind of who they are and what they do. Iskra actually is uh, Bulgarian born. Um, she is my, my wife's best friend. Um, there's a group, a five pack of Bulgarian wolfettes um, <laughs> that I met back in the day. And uh, to you watch snatched her, one of them. <laughs> I snatched one of them, correct. Um, to have her and her husband work so hard to try to build a company and then to get the national recognition that they did to get on Shark Tank, um, share their story with our Behind the Smoke guests. We're, we're honored to have you. Welcome to Behind the Smoke. Thank you, Sean. It's a great honor to be here. This is our very first podcast ever, although Shark Tank is the biggest thing we've ever done, really, ever. Nice. As, pers as people and then as a business. But this is uh, awesome because this is a lot more intimate, I feel like, we're amongst friends and family, and it's it's a whole different experience. Yeah. Uh, first podcast ever. It will it'll be just, I think it's going to be just great. Is, is, Derek, is Derek the scariest shark you've ever scary. seen? <laughs> yeah. He's scary. He's scary. You thought Mark Cuban was on. bad. Man. Yeah, no. Derek beats Mark Cuban by For sure. a yeah, long I'm, shot. You know, I've always said, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Uh, God, like right when Shark Tank came out, it must have been... 10 years ago when it came out, maybe 15, uh, I, I don't yeah, know. Season 10. Well, season 10 right now. Yeah, season 10. Yeah, yeah. so um, I'm like, one of my goals is to be a shark at some point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not you kidding. Don't, me really. too. I didn't I'm not, know I'm not me too. Yeah. They wow. do have guest uh, judges. Yeah. yeah. So guest investors, I guess. After, yeah. after we did, that was one of the things I, uh, I got out of this is like, I want to be on the other side. Right. Like, yeah. I really do want to be on the other side. I want to do the best that we can with this business and, and blow it up and make it, you know, Take it to its full potential. Well, speaking about your business, why don't we dive into it? What, yeah. What, what, yeah, do you guys sure. got, what do you guys got here? 
We got the first shave club that's geared and designed for women. This is just kind of a very basic kind of in a nutshell uh, what we are. Uh, when you first look at us, uh, we um, modeled ourselves uh, after uh, a business model that has been going around for a while now and it's proven to be very successful. Uh, Dollar Shave Club paved the road. Uh, they paved it for men. Right. Uh, they tried to pivot a little bit uh, by saying, oh, we're unisex, you know. Well, women don't necessarily feel that way. You right. know, a guy's blade is a guy's blade. A guy's voice in a brand is a guy's voice in a brand. The brand talks directly to guys. Uh, women talk about different things. Uh and, you know, we are concerned with different issues. Oh, so we, you, sh- you shave different parts? We <laughs> shave different parts. We have a larger square footage to shave. Yeah, right. So they, they may not shave as often, but they have a lot more square footage. Exactly. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of big differences. It's not just, you know, the pink razor and, and all that. Can you, so, can you tell us about the aha moment for Angel Shave Club? Yeah, sure. The aha moment was in the shower. Right. <laughs> like, a, like all good ideas, all, all either good on ideas. the toilet like, or in the shower. Yeah, <laughs> it go. was for me, it was in the shower. And it was when um, I had got Brian a Dollar Shave Club subscription for his birthday. And he got me an extra handle just because he knows how much I actually spend on razors. <laughs> right. He's like, you're just insane. You're not doing that anymore. Here, shave with my razor. And I know that that happens to most couples, sure. you know, uh, because razors are super expensive. And women's razors are actually 13% more than men's. Are they really? Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. The pink tax is real. Is it know? like, is it the pink tax? A is lubricant that, that they it? use that's more expensive? Or is it's it just, rare. is it the same exact razor just costs it's more? It's the exact same razor. It just costs more because it's painted pink and that doesn't cost anything. However, um, women are the driving force when it comes to shopping. And online, especially. So companies very often take advantage of that because they know that we're the ones doing the shopping. We're the ones buying. Sure. So we'll just charge more. It's literally, it goes, as, the pink tax goes as far as, you know, depends for elderly people. Uh-huh. The same exact product. Diaper. Yes. Adult diaper. Uh, one's labeled for men. One's labeled for women. The woman's one is more expensive than the men's. Wow. The pink tax is real. And razors are one of those products. And there's dry cleaning is one of those products as well. Um, to, actually, co- to actually bring some facts to that, though, uh, there was actually a study in New York in 2015. And they literally, that's how you get the statistics that women are charged 13% more for razors. Uh, dry cleaning, women spend more. Um, they'll have a smaller shirt, but it'll cost two to three times more than just a guy with having a polo dry clean. Oh, so, yeah. wow. and I noticed that cause I bring her clothes in and, uh, I try and convince them it's a man's shirt sometimes, <laughs> right? And, uh, but they figured out flies, sometimes it works. Always. Sometimes it doesn't. Right. Yeah. That's um, crazy. So that's kind of, so what happened really was I was looking at the two razors. I think I was just having a little fit, <laughs> maybe <laughs> of some sort. Uh, and I just, I'm like, this, this sucks. Like how, which one's my razor? I don't know mm-hmm. because they're exactly the same. Why should I have to, you know, do this and, and try and figure it out when I'm like, there's no way there's not something like this for women. Yeah. Women are the driving force in the online market, shopping yeah. market and in general shopping market. I uh, did a little bit of digging, a little bit of research. There was nothing. I just couldn't believe it. So Brian, having he has such an entrepreneurial mind. He will always find an opportunity in every single thing. So I'm like, hey, 
What do you think about that? He did have the idea of Dollar Shave Club, I mm-hmm. think, in like 2011. Oh, yeah. There's one witness to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, one of his friends is a witness to that. I think that at the time, it just seemed like a whole lot of work. And now... This is is it living, a whole lot of work? It's a whole <laughs> lot of work. Well, I had I another just, business at the time. So when I thought of the idea, it was actually before Dollar Shave Club even existed. Yeah. And I started researching it. And so I had a roommate at the time. And he was. we were talking. He's like... Wasn't that your idea before Dollar Shave Club? And I said, yes. But, you know, timing wasn't right. I had another business going on at the same time. Sure. So So when I went up to him and I'm like, hey, how hard would it be to do this for women, you know, for like all women? Yeah. He's like, well, let's see. So we started digging a little bit. We found a manufacturer. We started crunching numbers. It was really like, it was a very exciting conversation. Yeah. You know, Uh, it was a conversation from a place of possibility. And I feel like those are the ones that really kind of push you into taking a huge leap sure. and doing something very big. So I think it was a moment of huge excitement and kind of like, oh, my God, this is a great opportunity to do so many great things and have a great business. Really, we were looking for something to do. And uh, he's like, yeah, let's get cracking. Let's do some designs. He's a, a graphic designer. He's the one that designed uh, our website awesome. from from start to finish everything nice. with me kind of like in the back do it more pink, right. more pink, more pink. <laughs> well you know being a guy it's difficult to uh get the color schemes and yeah. all the boxes i designed the and, different uh, hues of pink yes. and all yeah that stuff. so i guess you know we we are a woman-owned woman-run company women for women and we believe in women empowerment we talk about uh, women's issues. We support women's companies and and uh, nonprofit awesome. organizations, but at the same time, we don't want to villainize men in any way, shape, or sure. form, or the male versions of uh, uh, our shave club because it is what paved the way for us to exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is what uh, you know is giving us a platform for to have even a conversation about that and and open up to people and tell them, hey, you know, this is this stuff is real, and now you actually have options. Women now have options. They don't have to be an afterthought of a men's product, a men's company, a men's voice. Because when you look at Dollar Shave Club's products, everything about it is like very, very masculine. Sure, the conversations, dark, yeah. the conversations that they have in their newsletter and their booklets that they send out, completely a hundred percent directed to men. Right. To say that this is a unisex and women, you know, we're supporting women stuff like that. It's a little not fair because we don't really care <coughs> about, you know, the stuff that we don't want to read about pooping and farting, right. you know, when yeah, we're talk about erectile dysfunction. Yeah. And, and I don't know what woman cares about that. Yeah. <laughs> like man, I guess. Well. at some point the conversation, I mean, out of curiosity, you might look over it, but it's not, it's nothing that speaks to us. When, when you're speaking your own, when you're speaking a language that people hear and their, your tone of voice that you want to hear, it resonates with you and it resonates with you in a way that compels you to action, which is why brands yeah. that we love are like, hey, that's a funny, you know, I, I love that marketing piece and it's memorable. It's yeah. memorable because you are listening to it. And for all the different brands that are out there, I mean, you can't be everything to everybody. No. You know, you have to be true to yourself. And the more that you are true to yourself, the better off your brand is. Totally. So can we dive into the, uh, I mean, I don't know how, how far we can get into it, but are you guys in market yet? Are you guys, have you guys sold, or is it subscription based? I would imagine, right? Have you guys started? And you guys have started it and, and done stuff and have sales. So and we started in 2016, officially launched on March 26th. 
August of 2016. So we've been in business almost three years now. Okay. We have great track record. We started actually out of our spare bedroom. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, uh, in Mission Beach, actually. And we outgrew that in one month. Wow. One month and our sales were big enough to where we could actually move to a smaller warehouse, have a little bit of a bigger operation. We, in the beginning, actually, it was just the two of us. Now we have a full team of people that support us that, you know, are surrounding us and are kind of uh, looking in the same direction that we're looking with this business. But in the beginning, it was just the two of us. She makes we it sound it. so easy, but uh, <laughs> it really, I, I, we watched uh, seasons and seasons of TV packing boxes literally every night. Right. We packed all the boxes. We had to put like the labels and all our products, you know, and the first nine months, pretty much every single box that went out was touched by our hands. You know, I, I think there's something to be said for things like that. I, I, I truly do. I, I don't know who I was talking to yesterday, but I go back to the same thing that happened to me when I came into the store. And and it's something that you don't get when you first start a company and you're, you're doing things, but it's about the process and you don't want to slate the process. It's, it sucks at times and it's, it's, but that's where your growth is yeah. and that's where you learn things. And that's when those times that you guys are sitting there watching a show, folding all these fucking boxes and putting all these stickers on <laughs> that you're like, here's how we can do this. We can expedite this process by doing yeah. this, or you can do those things. And that, yeah. that's an intimate little setting that you guys have, totally. you know, and for, for me, it's, it's like, man, I, I hated when I first came in here, my dad made me clean the toilets and clean the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. clean. But now I know every single process in my store and, and there's something to be said for yeah. it. Could you have just started it up and had a lot of money and had people working right away? Yeah. Sure. You could have, but now you know the exact, like, you know exactly how long it takes to fold that yeah. fucking box. Yeah. And, yeah. and if you're, if your employees are saying, Hey, we couldn't get it done. Well, why couldn't you? Yeah. You had eight hours to do this and you have yeah. X amount of boxes. This is how many we used to do. So we know exactly what's going on. So. We've had those conversations actually when we first started, when we first hired our first employee, <coughs> one of the five Wolfpack, Eva, she was our very first employee packing boxes. Eva, we were like, shout out. No way. We cannot do this anymore. And this is another thing too. When you start a bootstrap business, because we put our own money into this, sure. we didn't get outside investment. You know, we just kind of had a vision. We had a big idea. We had big passion and we're very hardworking people. Right. So I think that this is if, you know, somebody's like, oh, what's the formula? You know what? It's really just hard work, uh, a vision and, and <coughs> action. Yeah. That's execution. it. Dive in. You have to dive in. You have to take that first jump and leap. So I say there's a lot of things here. Um I mean, what's, is there, is there a proprietary thing that you guys have that other people can't knock off? Is there something that you guys do? Like, is there, is there something for another company to be able to come out and say, Hey, we, we can do this too. And we're going to, we're going to do it. You know? Um, so we actually, uh, about a year and a half into the business, we came up with our first shave kit box. Um, this is a, a kit that is created for young girls. Okay. I know you guys all have boys and right. you know that. I, have, I, have, I have five and sisters. And you're having... Oh, I, yeah. have five, I grew up with all women. So, so. so you know when, when you uh, were in the phase of you know starting to grow facial hair, uh -huh. I'm sure it was like a very celebrated experience, right? right? Like your dad showing you how to do it. You know, it's like this, it's like this important moment Absolutely. in a boy's life. So for when a girl that times comes and she expresses interest, hey, you know, uh, it's, you know, it's time to talk about hair removal. For some reason, there's a huge stigma around that conversation. And it's been like this for decades or for many, many. Not years. just here in the United and States. And not just here in the United States. Um, all five, four out of five of us have a horrible first time shaving experience yeah. story. 
Um, and, and that's how it is for most women because, first of all, it's a taboo conversation. Right. Uh, then there's, you're too young. There's so many things usually, that like, surround well, most it. Well, most times you, in school. Well, most right? times you don't even do it with anybody you yeah. do yeah. by yourself because, yeah, because you're scared to say it and you're you know scared. the answer is going to be no you can't shave it you're exactly. too young so well then fuck it there's a razor in exactly. this bathroom yeah, right and now and this is yeah. when the horror stories begin because you steal your brothers your dad you right. steal your brothers yeah and then you get a gnarly cut you have to get stitches you're traumatized for the rest of your life you hate you hate shaving right. and it is one of those experiences you kind of have to do it for the rest of your life you don't have, i mean you don't have to sure but most women do. Please do. So, yeah. Please do. Please do. Please Whatever form of hair removal, I think this is a conversation that should be had with young girls, especially if they're expressing the interest. Whatever your own personal feelings and opinions about that is, you should always be in the position of a listener when you're talking to your children about that because there has to be a deeper reason for it. Uh, you know, Because if is, you ignore it, it's not, it's going to come up. It's like, going to come up. It will up come up in school it, and it'll probably be you know worse. either boys making fun of you or girls I, making fun of you. Most of the, most of the times when when girls are actually voicing their opinions about something like that is because somebody said something to them. Mm-hmm. Right. So they didn't just go like, "Oh, I have hair; it's bothering me." No, it's most likely somebody else is bothering them. Sure. They, and that's how it goes. So we're like, "Hey, you know, we want to kind of start talking about breaking that stigma and those stereotypes for the people that don't know how to have these conversations. This box literally has everything." you need from start to finish. There's conversations in our pamphlet that you can have with your daughter. There's steps of the do's and don'ts. Very kind of a a fun and and easygoing way of of talking about something that can be actually very traumatizing. Uh, Young girls and boys, you know, when they're going through puberty or like the the, the beginning of it, it's already a a stressful enough time for them. You know, there's so much they have to figure out in their lives. They shouldn't have to worry about having such a simple conversation as hair removal. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to make it easy and simple. And we are the first shave business in general, not just online shave club that has started this conversation. Uh, We do have a patent pending on it. Not patent pending, but um, copyright copyright on it. So, they can try. That's really right. exci- that's really exciting. It's exciting that try. you're you're addressing an uncomfortable conversation that has to do with you know growing up, but yeah. growing up and you're creating a special moment for a mother and a daughter, or even a father and a daughter. Absolutely, a hundred percent. We don't. Yeah, we don't yeah, want to leave. Guardian, we, we don't want to leave men out of this conversation. You well, I mean, know? a lot of a lot of guys are are manscaping, doing absolutely. a bunch of stuff. Now too. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I met the guys <laughs> in the face of fathers, the oh. daughters. <laughs> you know, there, there's, it, there shouldn't be, like I said, there's so many things that are already happening in the kid's life. This should be an easy, fun conversation and, and, and a kind of like a, a new bonding experience in mm-hmm. general. So um, there's, a, there's a bigger conversation behind that too uh, about you know, what men should be doing, what women should be doing, all that kind of separations of gender and responsibilities and stuff like that. I think that blending these responsibility into a family is like very important. Mm-hmm. And just saying, oh, you know, you're a woman, so you should teach our daughter right. to shave. No, if your daughter came to you <coughs> as a father, absolutely, you should have the conversation with her. You shouldn't pass her along. Hey, yeah, go talk to your mom. I don't or talk no, about you... It. I don't want you to shave because this means X, Y, Z about you if you mm-hmm. shave. Because yeah. right. then that also creates it, it, a, something in her it head. It also helps them build confidence 
at a sure. very uh, young age, you know, hey, I, I have an opinion. This is what I feel about my body. Sure. And I am allowed to make that decision. I think that this is so important for any girl to have. And it could be shaving, it could be anything else, you uh, know? I, I agree. But, it's really, really important, too. And what you're talking about with the fathers, it's... I have uh, one of my best friends um, whose wife passed away mm-hmm. and um, he's got a beautiful little daughter. And at some point those uncomfortable, you know, things are going to come up yeah. where he, he needs to talk to her and to have a segue where he can buy a kit and express and, yeah. and you know, where it was going to be a very uncomfortable yeah. for him. Maybe now he can say, okay, well, here's the steps. Here's what we can do. And here's how, yeah. how we can do it. I mean, you're really helping people out like that. That's awesome. It is empowering to parents. Too. We even I talked think, about, yeah. uh, mothers or fathers or whatever could get together with other parents and create like a shaving party to where it's a fun, exciting thing where they send out invites and they, they teach all the girls how to shave because we've kind of found out sometimes that mothers don't know how to shave correctly. They Mm -hmm. use soap instead of, you know, which is really drying to the skin. So we want to really have their first experience be a win. Yeah. Um, if they actually choose to shave, but that should be the conversation that they have with their parents because Absolutely. maybe please, they don't want to shave, shave and then that's completely yeah. fine <laughs> as well. <laughs> so yeah, this is our most proprietary uh, kind of uh, product, but it, it does tie in with the with our shave club, obviously, because I do think it's a battle of the brands at this point uh, with all the shave clubs, you know, and uh, all that. And I think that, our brand's voice can be loud and sure. clear and really can resonate with a lot of people because <coughs> a razor is a razor. You can pick and choose. There's plenty out there. You know, if money is not an issue, maybe you're, you know, you have your preferences and that's totally fine. But where we stand uh, and we try to make a difference, in the, it's, it's in the conversations that we're having. What does it cost me? Um, so it's a, uh, the subscription is $9 a month. Uh, currently, it's billed bi-monthly or quarterly, depending on whatever you choose when you first sign up. Uh, very soon, uh, by the end of the week, actually, we're, uh, or not by the end of the week, by the end of the first quarter, uh, we're going to be switching that over to uh, now people are going to have the option to choose every month, okay. which mm-hmm. is uh, kind of like the original idea. But you got that based off of feedback, correct? We got that based off of feedback and based off of everything that we've learned over the last almost three years okay. you know we created a business model that worked for the time being and like every business it evolves sure. mm-hmm. if you stayed the same nothing's ever going to change and nothing's ever going to grow so right. i think that we are in that stage where we're readjusting we're st- now we know what works and what doesn't at this stage and we're readjusting it sure so yeah yeah i think we had brian smith the founder of ug on uh, the podcast last year and you know he wrote a book called The Birth of a Brand and he talks about, you know, comparing adulthood, the stages that your a company is a toddler and then you become, mm-hmm. you know, a teenager and totally. you know, all these different things that you experience are different as you grow your company. Uh, why why Shark Tank? And when did you want to be on Shark Tank? I think that it literally it was the in the first conversation we had about the Shave Club. We I think we had a hey, you know, we can be on Shark Tank. And we just kind of created this possibility that, hey, you know, when we start this business, why not try everything? So kind of what Derek said earlier, 
yeah, if you had millions of dollars, your story would have been different and mm-hmm. your business would have been different, mm-hmm. which is how, you know, a lot of these shave clubs started. Right. Harry started with huge funding out front. And they bought a $100 million factory their first year in business. Yeah, so, I mean, so, so their business... That's a lot of money to raise. Sure. Right. Their business, their business model, you know, uh, their beginning is very different than ours. So we had to have different conversations that what I imagine they had in the beginning and we had to get super creative and and... and see what we can do to grow our business. So right. Shark Tank was, and we love the show. Right, We're so huge you guys fans start, of the Your show. company started in 2016? Yeah. 2016, yeah. How many times have you applied to be on Shark Tank? Three times and we applied to be on Shark Tank. Company? Yeah, basically every season we applied. Every uh, season since I we I would had sneak on her computer and pretty much uh, <laughs> send an email. I got to tell you, like when you first, like this is the first business for me that I've been so hands-on. Brian has experience of being an entrepreneur and owning businesses and running them and selling them and, mm-hmm. you know, all that. For me, this is all new. So mm-hmm. there was, uh, when you start your own business, there's so much you're confronted with on a personal level and so much you have to overcome, you know, the stories that you keep rotating in your mind, like, sure. am I good enough? I'm not good enough. Or, you know, why would anybody buy that? Like, all of these things are real. And so, they happen in your head. Absolutely. 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 And, when, and, and so on top have, of that, when you have the customer service emails coming in, and you know, and as well, all, well, I've, I've the only people that want to tell you about your product are the people <laughs> that are upset. Sure. So getting emails, and when you're that close to the product and people are telling you, like, you should shut your business down, we hate your company <laughs> and things like that. Yeah, that's a reality. And then you get one good comment, you're like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm back in, I'm back in. And you hold on to that, like... for dear life but yeah so you know he had to sneak behind my back because you know although we had that conversation what kind of push came to shove he's like yeah let's do this i was like yeah i don't know maybe we can do this maybe we can do something else instead like i was avoiding it like with with all of my being yeah and i didn't want to do it the first two times we did it you know how you send like audition videos and stuff like that uh it was just me uh brian was like you're you have to do it, you know, and you'll I, uh, you'll be fine. And I have major like anxiety when it <laughs> comes to like, well, I see a camera and I forget what it means to speak right? and like be normal. <laughs> Just like, I don't know, have a, a phobia of cameras. Not anymore. Shark right. Tank kind of gets that out of your system sure. a little bit. But uh, the first two times, it sucked, man. Like, I watched I watched it the first time, and I'm like, you send it if you want. I don't want to see it. I think the first <laughs> one, it was one of those things where we were like, it's not very good, but we're gonna it's do all it we anyway. have, so send it in. Send well, the video so we're gonna, in. And yeah. we're going to do we, it. We just hope. And it's authentic, too. And I mean, it, it was authentic. Said, the said second time we did it, it was just me again. Uh, we sent it in. Nothing happened. And then the third time, when he applied, he applied. He didn't even tell me the third time. Because after the second time, that was like a no person. No more. I don't want to reply again. Yeah. I, I took it so enough. personal. I'm like, this is a personal fail. Like, I'm failing the business, you know, that they didn't choose because of me. So it was all of that, you know, uh, beautiful stuff happening. But, you know, the second, the third time, we're like, you know what? If we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. And we're going to do it together. Because we're in this together. Yeah. And I'm like, if I'm going to be uncomfortable, then you're going to be uncomfortable <laughs> too. Because <laughs> he hates being in front of a camera just as much as I do. Sure. Maybe even more. And, you know, we did it. We sent it in. And, uh, you know, a little while after, we heard back. and She was oh, shocked when they, they called her. I, I, when they called, I'm like, oh, oh, my God. Like, I, <laughs> I didn't know what to do with myself. Right. I didn't know what happened. And then, 
uh, you know, uh, you film after a while, you know, whatever happens, happens, and then you just wait. Yeah. You so just wait and see. 45,000 people, according to this CNBC article, apply to get on the 45,000 yeah. companies try to yes. get on. How many get on a year? Less uh, less than 1%. Yeah. It's uh, basically 200 and no, no, it, 50 I, per... 150, I think it yeah, was. I can't remember. So 150. 450 is. That, that's how 100%. many. So uh, less than 1% of those actually get to pitch to the sharks. Yeah. Oh. But then even less of that actually appear on the show. Correct. Just, just because you pitch. So just because you pitch you... doesn't mean that you're going to so air yeah. on the if show. If you go up and do your spiel and you get a deal or no deal and they go, they don't, that it's not always aired? No. Doesn't oh, matter. You doesn't can matter. get a deal and not air. You cannot get a deal and air. You oh. can, you know, anything can happen. Really. So you're airing. You really don't know. Five days. Yeah. Yeah. When this, podcast, when this podcast drops, two, yeah. two day, that's Sunday night. Yeah. There's no 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 Sunday night football or after, <laughs> after, 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 after Sunday night football. I'm glad it's after Sunday yeah. night football because Shark I do tank. not want to compete San with San Diego NFL. business. No. Yeah. That's, that's funny. I don't watch TV. I don't. Uh, there's, we don't either. Yeah. We don't. There's nothing. We, we watch our Shark Tank on uh, Netflix or. Yeah. <laughs> or, 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 or. Uh, but for, I used to watch Shark Tank all the time and it's still. TiVo's on my yeah. So I'll occasionally watch a, yeah. a Shark Tank. So the, it would have been even cooler, you know, if I would have just saw you guys because I know you guys. Yeah. Well, for some people, that's actually going to be a reality because we haven't really. I mean, we've told most you're of sworn our friends. To, you're sworn to secrecy. I mean, yeah, we're sworn to secrecy. But uh, I think the second person, that, or the first person that I called, was actually Rosie, your wife. When we when we got the news, she loves Shark Tank. She watched. Yeah. She hasn't missed an episode I know, since she's been awesome. in the United States. It's really great to have like so many cheerleaders in the face of our friends and you know family because it's a big deal, you know. It's a huge and, deal. and we we want to share that. With well, our I mean, there's anywhere from seven to twelve million, depending on which report you're reading, that are watching the show or that will see the show. Yeah. And they, I mean, there's articles, multiple articles published about the Shark Tank effect. Even yeah. the people that don't close deals, because you are on Shark Tank. What's exposure? That, that million, Absolutely. that many people are going to see you. I mean, the ring um, is a classic example. The ring yeah. is the camera that goes. I mean, it's gotten so much coverage, but it's the camera at the doorbell. Mm -hmm. yeah. And Mark Cuban turned down the ring yeah. on a deal on Shark Tank. Amazon just bought them for a billion dollars. Oh, yeah, yeah, no big deal. Pretty big no deal. deal. No big deal. Yeah, yeah billion bucks. One no billion good. dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, and Dollar Shave Club was bought by uh, Unilever. For a billion as well, so wow. mm -hmm. the, the the market is so huge, you know, and, it, and sometimes it really is about the partnerships <coughs> that you you uh, create along the way of the business. Because I don't know if we would be where we are without having gotten out of our comfort zone and actually brought people in to help us right. from outside. Because we thought we could do everything ourselves, yeah, we you know, did. and and we did for a while, but at some point. It's just the business outgrew us. Yeah, no, you really have to sometimes take a step back, and we talk about it a lot. But it's it's really really important for people that are having businesses and growing and doing stuff. If you are the smartest person at your company at everything, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, absolutely. You have to hire your weaknesses. You have to do it. You yeah. have to look and say, what am I not good at? What am I, you know? And 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 being self aware is, is something that's hard and it's scary yeah. because I think I can do everything and I think I can do everything better. Yeah. And so. You know, it, it's hard to say, okay, well, actually, I don't do this very well. We need to get someone that can do this where I can do it well, but I fucking hate it. Yeah. So let's get someone to, to do that, that yeah. wants to do that. And then you create an atmosphere within your employees yeah. that people want to do stuff and they want to come to work and they're excited about it. Yep. Um, so in the three years, you guys were the first women's shave club. Yes. 
are there other companies that are coming out now trying to do it? Yeah, there is. Actually, uh, we were a year in business, I think, when a couple of other companies or a few other companies popped up that were literally selling the same product as us. They copied our site. They literally copied uh, so, yeah, sections of, the, of our of the, site. Some of the question and answers, uh, <laughs> the, if you, they had a link on there and you clicked it, it actually came to our site. Yeah. That's how much they copied it <laughs> word for word. Yeah, and like they copied our frequently asked questions, although they didn't apply to their business model. It was like, so we started looking. We're like, okay, well, we, we must be doing something right if they're copying <coughs> us. You know, that's we'll, always, we'll take that as flattery. Sure. But at the same time, we are aware, like it, it is a huge market sure. and, and it's projected to be even bigger by 2020. So we knew we were doing something right. I mean, it's a pe- it's a people market. We're talking and about it's a people, people market. Exactly. And, you know, how many people do you guys so, have signed up right now? Um, we our customer base is just uh, over 20, 26,000. Yeah, 26, awesome. I think as of the end of the year of uh, the end of last year. But um, and about a few months ago, Harry's came out with a female line, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I think that they felt probably oh yeah that's yeah sure you know women they're starting to talk about that yeah sure we'll throw something kind of their way and uh it's not subscription based though it's not subscription based and it's kind of you know it is what it's an afterthought to them it's It's an after absolutely an afterthought to them and once again i want to go back to it's the battle of the brands right at the end of the day uh there's another shave club i think out there uh, that's from the East Coast. They got funded heavily before they even started, mm-hmm. and you can see that. You know, their their ad spend budget. Their, we kind of monitor them and we watch them just oh, to see to. what happens. Yeah. But um, their voice completely different than ours. Well, Absolutely. when you're when you're so, in business, no matter what you it, like, you guys know you're always looking at your competition. That's one of the things you do. But you don't let the competition run you. No, they have no. their voice. We have our voice. But you know. That's just how business goes. Yeah. Yeah, we welcome competition because I feel like the competition makes us better and our brand stronger. So it's fine. Why why Angel Shave Club? (laughs) That's a great question. Uh, Everybody thinks it's uh, because we're women, so it should be Angel. And it... Part of it is that it does have a very feminine ring to it. And Mm -hmm. that was the main goal of, of our Shave Club. We want, like the name, we want it to mean women right you know uh and i believe that women are heavily set represented in this business yeah and uh but also i lost my dad when i was really young and i always referred to him as like my guardian angel my guardian angel because you know i want to keep him in my life as much as i can uh, even though he's not physically with me (coughs) and uh I, i refer to my mom as my angel on earth Right. You know, the one angel that was left with me. So that was that was a conversation, you know, when when we were talking about the name and I'm like, this this feels right. Right. You know, it's personal. And uh, I don't know. This is just it just kind of felt really right. Well, it looks awesome. I mean, Thank the you. product looks awesome. <laughs> I haven't tried it out on my legs yet, but I will. Here soon. <laughs> um, you know, it's something that uh, it's pretty cool because I know. I mean, my wife goes through a bunch of this stuff too, and it's yeah. it's something I, I personally don't shave very much, as you can see on my face. I don't, <laughs> None uh, of you guys do. Yeah, so it's uh, you know, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't, the bearded the room over here. Yeah, I don't do the the Dollar Shave Club or anything like that. But um, this is definitely something like you said. There's just so much more square footage for women to to have to shave and yeah. do that stuff, and the amount of money that's spent on yeah. that. Um, you're you're helping out uh, the women all over, so yeah. that, that's pretty cool to see 
what you guys are doing, how you're doing it, how you're going about it, and the story behind it, because there's nothing more that I like more than a story where you guys started from the bottom and yeah. started together and, and started on the floor yeah. in your living room folding boxes, yeah. because that's... Uh, you know, there, there's a story behind that that people can resonate with, and um, I, I I see nothing but success in the future. It's it's really really cool. Uh, yeah. So, they, can you tell us a little bit about advice to people that they think that maybe their company is ready to apply to try to get onto Shark Tank? Give a give a little advice. You know what? If you if you want to do it, uh, the information's out there. It's on oh, the internet. It's just Google. How much just Google Shark it Tank is on and just just. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Really, just you know. Just apply. You actually never know what you, you're in, how the outcome is going to be. And just remember when you send in your video, don't be boring. Be high energy. High energy. Be fun. Remember why you're doing <coughs> it. You're doing it for your business. You're doing it for something you actually believe in. Mm-hmm. You're doing it for something that you want to see grow. Uh, it has to be passion driven because if it's not, it's just not authentic. Right. And I think that people can see that. Oh, dude, like I, people can easily p- pick up on that. I can feel it that. right away. I can feel yeah. it right away when someone's, exactly. even when someone's forcing something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, dude, I get, I almost get like anxiety for them. Yeah. I'm like, oh, dude, it makes me, I, I'm makes me embarrassed. For you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I feel uncomfortable for you. Yeah. So all it, there is to do is do it. Right. Yeah. It's really easy. You just apply online and you fill it out, but always submit with a video. If, you, if you're, you don't have to, it's like a, they say it's optional, but, but it's it, nothing's optional just imagine if they're getting forty-five thousand videos or just applications twice a year i mean you're gonna throw away half of them and i guarantee they watch the first 10 seconds if you didn't capture them in the first 10 seconds they're literally tossing it away well, I, mean, I, I guarantee yeah. they don't give you 10 seconds either incredible. not probably you know, probably not. if i have to watch yeah. forty-five thousand videos yeah. i mean think of the staff you'd have to have and i know they don't have that big of a staff to watch 45,000 videos. At least I don't think so. I don't know. I never saw, but. So yeah, that's the only thing I think people just have to get over themselves and just do it. I think that when you focus on the actions that are in front of you, Mm -hmm. all the rest of the the background conversations and the doubt and the fear kind of take a step back. And then that's when things start moving, you know, and things start happening. When you just do the things that you know to do, which Google, Google. Everything Google, you can ask find, Alexa, you, ask Alexa. Like podcasts, you can, you can, watch you can find yep. that information anywhere, and it's very, it's very detailed. The steps are very detailed. What there is to do. Well, I think also what's really important too, and it gets, you know, I don't want to pass over it, is that it took you guys three times, and it's, yeah. it's being persistent and understanding that as personal as that rejection is, it's only going to make you stronger for your next audition you yeah know, we talk about sports all the time and we talk about worrying about competition and you know we had tiger smalls who is boxer mm-hmm. we're asking him about competition you know if he's studying tape and he has the john wooden philosophy and john wooden wouldn't go and study other other teams he's like we're going to focus on our team and we're going to do the best we can and whether we win or we lose we're going to be better the yeah. next time but we're also going to try again you know and right. like, kudos to you guys for having that michael jordan persistence yeah. you know that no matter what, I'm going to continue to try to get what I want to get for our business. Yeah. I got to tell I, you, I, that was all him. Like, I, I, really, I've been, uh, that's I've been nicknamed by our growth advisor, the, the pain in the ass in the room. But, <laughs> you know, yeah, truly. Because I, I'll, I'll contact you 30 oh, times, yeah. you know, because he's, I won't he, give up. And, you know, so. He's been such a great mentor for me this whole entire time because of his experience. And I had to learn to listen, really, and not take things personal because we are husband and wife. And, and many times in our business, we had to put our relationship like just 
non-existent like our yeah. personal relationship would not exist right. our, our marriage was just not exist because it was all about the business and we had to put everything so there's that to get over too but once you start listening to the person and, and you kind of like you both have the same commitment you have the same visions and and it just works and yeah i've learned so much over the last three years with this experience that you know some people don't even learn their whole lives so i I, feel so blessed yeah i know you guys can't tell me if (laughs) you try it trust me i I get it but are you guys set up because no matter if you guys got a deal or not yeah you guys are gonna get fucking bombarded after this exposure are you guys set up to handle with the infrastructure that you guys have for doubling your business because that's probably what's going to happen right i think it's going to be more like triple or quadruple well, or something you like guys that are ready. So you, you hired a pr company correct? we hired a pr company because uh, hannah our girl yeah who we love who worked for cali and then so did a bunch awesome, of stuff for man. us um she's yeah. just killing it in nashville she's doing an amazing totally, job totally. i know that you guys have a new pr firm not because Hannah didn't we, do a good yeah, job, no. just because you're Hannah about to get... Hannah was amazing, just yeah. uh, we need to have... Uh, well, they, they have um, uh, the, the current PR company, Serendipit Consulting. They're out of Arizona, mm-hmm. and they have a, a, a national coverage. They sure. have access to uh, a bigger platforms. Sure. Uh, well, they have resources, bigger too. Lists, and they have a lot more resources. So that was literally the first thing we did mm-hmm. once we found out we're going to be on. We well, literally, we somebody... Yeah, they're, they took care of. They've been working so hard since the beginning of the year. Uh, we hired a new social media team too. Uh, we already had our, our growth advisor on board. Andrew Bart, um, great Andrew guy. Bart, he's also out of Arizona. He's so awesome. I mean, he's such a great addition. Every now and again, that's what I want to say. If, if you're if you're a business owner and you're basically like, like you said, I'm not the best at everything, or if you think you are, I fought tooth and nails not to bring this guy on. Absolutely. Yeah. It was the yeah. best decision we ever made to bring this guy on, Andrew Bart. He's literally helped our business grow. He's connected us with so many people. and He's also helped us as business owners because when you're so in, so deep into every single aspect of your business, you kind of start getting tunnel vision. You're in the trees. Yeah, and you stop you seeing. You can't see the forest. You can't yep. see the forest. So he's so great about bringing us actually, hey, guys, you know, snap out of it. Breathe. Look yeah, this morning, this morning he said, "Okay, you guys, I want. I know it's easier said than done, but breathe. <laughs> Only, but like handle the things that can be handled. So we are, and the things that we can't, are set worry. up uh, in a way that we could. You know, we have uh, the social media and PR uh, aspect uh, handled. We have inventory as much as we think we can handle. We hope we sell out. We hope that we're backordered. We want to be like." so ridiculously big because we are also the the only shave club that's ever made it on shark tank mm-hmm. so it's a big deal yeah, i want I, I want it to be so big that we sell out even <coughs> with the inventory that we have now mm-hmm. um so I, I want us to not be perfectly set up in all honesty right well yeah, <laughs> yeah. all those i mean it's funny, <laughs> all your systems get tested once you get Absolutely. once you get media coverage and um it's kind of a good segue 
Our social shout out this week is going to go to Victor Lopez of El, El Pollo Grill. Every week we give a social shout out to those of you that follow the podcast. Um, he doesn't follow the podcast, but he's a business owner. Um, he owns El Pollo Grill in Benita. Um, that's their handle. But he went out of his way. Um, he's been known kind of by the anti-charger movement um, as the guy that gave away Spanos tacos, Spanos sucks tacos, um, every time the Chargers <laughs> lost. Uh, but it was a national story. Um, he got a lot of coverage last year, um, got a lot of coverage recently since they lost. But uh, Cali Comfort started getting attacked by anti-charger fans and people telling us that we should close our business. We got the same thing last year, um, which we talked about early on in the pod- podcast, but I think it kind of... It, it hit its peak um, this year and actually have Stover working on a behind the smoke blog to kind of detail that. But it ended up getting a New York Times article written about kind of the fans, the pro fans and the anti fans. And uh, really, we focused with Victor and East County Eats and Kyle Whistle. Both of them have been on the podcast. Uh, we were able to raise a thousand dollars for Jake's projects um, through basically something that was a negative situation. And um, that thousand dollars uh, is going to go to Dave Palais, um, to, in honor of his son. So something really good that came out of it. We appreciate the listeners, um, that listen to it, please hashtag behind the smoke, but more importantly, um, this Sunday shark tank, right? That's right. Angel shave club, San Diego company. Um, we're so excited for you guys. Uh, this is really cool to go behind the smoke before your, uh, your true, before you blow up <laughs> in a good way, um, check out the show notes for um, all their handles. Follow them, and um, good luck to you. We can't wait. Uh, can't wait for Sunday. Thank you guys Appreciate for having you. us. Thank you. It's been an honor. Hey guys, this is Sean and Derek, and we just really want to thank you for listening to the podcast. It means the world to us. We'd like you to go check out BehindTheSmokeMedia.com. That's our website where we have barbecue resources for you to help build your barbecue business. Uh, we also have events listed, so anything that's happening in the West Coast barbecue movement, uh, anything that's going on, we want you to go check that out so you can learn more and get involved. We also have show notes uh, from all the episodes, so anything we talked about in the episodes, you can find detailed show notes there. Um, Plus, you can just get in touch with us. It's important that uh, we're here as a resource for you, so please reach out. Let us know how Derek and I can help you with your barbecue journey. Uh, Get involved, stay curious, and uh, follow us on social at Barbecue War Stories. Uh, We'll talk to you soon.